Welcome to another week of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacking here alongside my good friend and co-host, the voice of the Mitchell Colonels. It's Travis Krenz. Travis, how we doing? We're doing good. We're falling out. It was 17 today, which felt like 50. Well, yes, it did. <laughs> I mentioned that to, to Kelsey that it was 8 degrees. Uh, it's single digits in St. Cloud on, on Wednesday, and I said, it feels like it's significantly warmer out than what we've experienced the last few days. I didn't go outside this weekend. I don't know how cold it was. Let the dog out. I got home about noon, well before noon on Friday. I didn't go out until 5 a.m. on Monday morning. It was 40 below out. Well, that's good. And that means uh, your games were uh, all the games canceled. I know last week you were talking about hopefully that uh, weather would kind of impact the the games and stuff. What what happened there? Yeah, they canceled everything. So it was Friday night I had a game at the Corn Palace. That didn't happen. So kind of messes up my schedule for next week. So considering what happened, I. Almost wish I would have had those games on Friday, but I mean it was. I mean you couldn't, you just couldn't have the games. So, so what? It, what's happening now next week as a result? Um, I got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Next week, so I wasn't going to go to Brookings for the boys because the girls are going to play at the same time at the Corn Palace. They're going to stay home, but now they've split those games, so. Next Thursday, I'll be in Brookings for a slaughter with the boys. The, with Mitchell beating Brookings, right? Yeah, they should beat him pretty, pretty handily. And then the girls play next Saturday at Mitchell Christian because the Corn Palace is not available. So we'll go to Mitchell Christian, play Brookings, and then Friday we've got some somewhere. So. All right. Um, stop by Cubbies. Uh, while you're in Brookings, yeah. as well, right? I wish it's got to be just there and back, so I'll get home at hopefully by 11 and go right to bed and go to work. So I hate, it'll be my first late night that I work the next day, so well, I like doing that. But. Yeah, it's not, it, you know, late nights and then early mornings aren't great, but at least this is the first one of the year, uh, you know. Yeah. Fortunate to to get into it so late here. Before we move on, we need to extend a hearty congratulations to our good friend at the Mitchell Daily Republic, Marcus Traxler, for w- winning Sports uh, South Dakota Sports Writer of the Year. That is a very prestigious honor, um, and uh, just an incredible job for Marcus. An incredible honor for him. He does a lot of great work, writes a lot of great articles and columns and whatnot, and uh, he's very well-deserving of the award. So congratulations to Marcus on winning this. Uh, we're, we're proud of you, buddy. He's been here 10 years. We uh, did a podcast with him last week. Mm-hmm. He said he said, the, uh, he said while I was leaving, hey, next week I'm going to be announced. So he knew it a week ahead of time. I'm like, all right, good. So, they announced it. Yeah, he's been here 10 years. He's been maybe up for it a couple times before that, but you just kind of look at who's like who's around or who's left for sports riders. And you should, I was like, yeah, you or Zimmer. I mean, if it's another, either one of you two, if it's not, then that's a joke. So, mm-hmm. and Zimmer's won it once or twice or once or whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's his time to win it. That yep. was 
That was good to see on Tuesday. So congratulations to him. My idea, he gets a little trophy in mid North Carolina. And I think he'll probably end up going. Does he get to go to Gulf Pinehurst? Isn't that where it's at? I don't know. I don't think he's going to get to do that, but he'll... Somewhere like in well, Eastern Carolina, maybe. Well, do they? Is the Duke's Mayo Bowl going on around that time? You? The the Duke's Mayo Bowl. No, I think it's June. Oh, okay. June, or July. Right. It's in the summer sometime. All right. Well, you know, maybe maybe there's a a chance okay, for a golf tournament there. You know, Pine or something like that. Um, my idea is you get a championship belt. So be my idea. Ah, well. You know, it's been a pretty big week for Marcus here. He won the, the Todd Susie uh yeah, okay. strap for winning the um for winning the bull pick'em in our group. And I think that is a far more prestigious award than the uh than the sports writers won. I mean that's a that's a tall task to be able to win uh, to win that, uh, the bull pick'em, but this is a great award nonetheless, so congratulations to Marcus. I did see that you had him on the podcast last week. You want to uh, plug the podcast in a little bit more? I know you said it was the first one that you had done since 2022. You want to plug yeah. that a little bit more? So yeah, we'll do that hopefully more this year. We had uh, Marcus on. I had Landon Dirks. He's also a sports writer at the, at the Mitchell Republic. They were both in Frisco for SGSU, so we touched on that. Uh, touched on the Vikings a little bit and talked a little bit about oh, some other stuff, some Mitchell Colonel basketball Flandon since he covers covers them. So yeah, it was a good start to the year. And that can yeah, be found on the, that can be huh? found on the KORN radio uh, website, correct? Yeah, KORNradio.com and then it's on iTunes just like this and all that good stuff. So Excellent. Um like, their numbers with the downloads, I guess I believe them. They're very good for this show and, and what it used to be. Because if I put it on archive.org, that says nobody clicks it ever. If I put it on iTunes, a lot of people click on it. So I don't know. Hopefully, maybe it's somewhere in the middle. But hopefully, like, i got to do it at least once a month. So I don't know. We'll see what, what we have. But, yeah, I like that. And apparently, we're under a winter weather advisory. We just got done with a... The, the wind chill warning, which we were under for four days in a row, <laughs> uninterrupted. Now, now it comes on. We're going to be under a, because we're expecting like an inch or two of snow tomorrow. So we're going to be under a winter weather advisory all day tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 6 a 24-hour period from Thursday morning to Friday morning. And um, Sioux Falls-Lincoln basketball, the boys are supposed to be here uh, tomorrow night. So I would... Uh, Assume that game will still happen. Only supposed to get a couple inches of snow here now. It says two to four inches, forty mile per hour winds, thirty below wind chill. So who knows? Maybe that won't happen. Yeah. Jesus H. Jenny's. So, well, you're not getting the one to three feet, potentially four feet of snow that they're supposed to get in Buffalo uh, through tomorrow night or into Friday and whatnot. The crazy. Uh, circumstances and happenings last week weather impacting the nfl wild card games here uh and we'll touch on that here i do have some actual thoughts on on the vikings as well here because i am starting to come around to your side that maybe something needs to be done more specifically to justin jefferson as much as i don't want that i saw something on twitter that kind of 
made me stop and think, okay, maybe this would be something that you want to do. So I'll touch on that here in a moment. But let's go to Super Wild Card Weekend. And again, it's it's dumb. Right, super... Okay. All right. I'll just call it NFL Wild Card Weekend here. I won't call it Super, even though that's the official title and stuff. Weather was the story of the weekend. Uh, we had, uh, there was supposed to be a doubleheader on Saturday. That happened. There was supposed to be a tripleheader on Sunday with uh, Pittsburgh-Buffalo Sunday uh, at noon on CBS. And then you had Packers-Cowboys at 3.30. And then Rams-Lions Sunday night. And then the Monday night game being uh, Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. Well, because of a huge snowstorm that was coming and ravaging the Buffalo area... They, the, the, the governor, uh, was it Catherine Hockle or something? Uh, she had issued a no travel ban for Erie County and the, the surrounding area. So they decided to push the game back to Monday afternoon at 4.30. And I saw plenty of reaction to this as, well, I can, you know, if you got to play in the elements, like this is, so football's made to be, Played in this kind of weather, I miss it. You know why? You know if Buffalo didn't want to play in this, they should have. They should have a dome on their new stadium. Blah blah blah. It's like you know what? It's not the actual game itself. It is the travel, like getting to and from the stadium. You're trying to think of public safety here. You also then I saw multiple videos of what it was like at oh, Highmark yeah, Stadium. Fucking football game is bad. See how that works. Yeah, like the the stadium itself. You see all that snow and wind. It's like yeah, that's a great idea to try and play a football game there. So as much as the old school people, oh, everyone's soft. To those people, shut the hell up. That's what I say to them. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing the pictures. I mean, there was a blizzard going on, so. I'm not, I'm not sure the cameras would have picked up on what was going on. Okay, let's say you have the game. Deadly uh, weather out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would people have gotten home? There's, you know, there are like two to three inches of snow an hour being in this area. So that was that was bad. How are you going to get home? How are you going to get there? So if you can't get to the game, you're not going to have the game. If the game happened, I don't know how you would see. Like, how, how would the officials have seen anything? Right. How would the cameras have picked anything up the way it was looking. Remember, uh, so, it, yeah, it's, 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 you know, there's always going to be detractors out there, but it, it literally could not have been played because you could not have seen anything going on. Remember last year when Cincinnati played at Buffalo in the divisional round and uh, they tried to show a picture of DeMar Hamlin in one of the bills in one of the suites there and you could barely make it out that it was him and it was because it was you know a snow shower a slightly heavy snow shower but it was snowing there and it's like you could barely tell there if you want to think that you're going to be able to see anything in a blizzard the hell are you talking about yeah it's it's ridiculous to even think that that could happen and I don't know if, like and these people the re, the what I was seeing on Twitter, it's not like, I don't think they were joking. They were like, why why isn't this game being played? It's like, oh, uh, it's a public safety concern. There is no yeah. travel advice. And then you even see it on Monday uh, that, the, you know, they're trying to shovel snow out of the stadium. And you have fans that are trudging in in their snow pants to, to try and find their seat because all the, the bleachers and all the seats are 
are covered in snow. The the bills and the state of New York said, wear snow pants, wear waterproof pants, wear waterproof shoes or boots and stuff because the snow is out of, like, your seats are going to be covered in snow, so dress appropriately. I, And that was Monday. Like, I mean, just come on, folks. Come on, let's be smart about this. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just look. Like, I, I wouldn't have gone... <laughs> To the game on Monday, it was snow temperatures weren't terrible. There's no way it would have gone to the Kansas City game where it's 20 below, 30 below. Just no, I'm not going outside and then sitting there for four hours. No, I just absolutely not. Well, and speaking of that Kansas City game, it was what the fourth or fifth coldest game ever in NFL playoff history, and Patrick Mahomes lost a chunk of his helmet. In that game, on a routine hit, like it wasn't a hard hit, but I can only assume that that happened because of the extreme cold. And I don't know how many helmets Mahomes goes through in a season. I'm sure that wasn't his first helmet. And we've seen him slam it on the ground a time or two, but it does kind of make you wonder. It's like, okay, just, like, was this helmet or it was this style of helmet tested to be able to withstand and endure extreme temperatures i remember working or when i worked at dactronics and like the the led displays the the scoreboards the the billboards everything they go through testing they go through uh precipitation they go through hot temperatures they go through really cold temperatures to make sure that the leds work and i get that that's electronic versus you know this helmet but you would think or you would hope that it's you're testing it for some of these conditions because if your helmet if you lose a chip or a piece of your helmet during a game that's not safe for anyone it's very cold out I saw like the helmet maker said that was a good thing because that was supposed to happen because I didn't go any further into reading it, but they said, oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's good. The helmet did what it was supposed to do. It what, shattered what? the paint down the outside. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed so, to shatter? Yeah, Is that really what we want? <laughs> you, don't, you don't see that very often. So, And speaking of that, I mean, they, that should have cost them a timeout. Yes, it should have. come out of the game for a play. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. They, I guess they've been. I guess they must have changed the rules because before, if your helmet came off, you had to leave. But now you can stay in the game. But something like that. I mean, they stopped the game so we could switch helmets. Like, yeah. no, you gotta get off the field here, um, sit out a play, fix that, or uh, continue with the game. And if you can get it done in, in 40, 30, 40 seconds, we'll go for that. But Christ, they it was no bad. Mad weekend for the refs again, like it always is. But you oh, gotta, yeah. you gotta, you just can't stop the game for that. It's like, all right, you gotta get off the field, get that fixed, bring in somebody else, or call a timeout. Because in in college, if your helmet falls off, you have to go out for a play. That's not the same in the NFL. But for an equipment thing like this, yes, you would have to go out for a play. They should have been charged a timeout. They weren't. Um, it like it. I don't know if it's because of how bizarre or extreme this equipment malfunction was i don't know 
Did they, they just want to keep it going so no one froze to death? I, I don't know that either. I mean, the Dolphins froze pretty much immediately. That was a boring game. Somehow, 23 million people watched or streamed this game. I didn't partake. I wasn't going to. Um, and it just opens the floodgates now for more playoff games to be streamed in the future. And maybe it was because of the Swifties. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you open the door now for this. But, yeah. Speaking of bad officiating, or did you have any other thoughts on this game? The streaming thing, it's like, I'm, I'm fine. I had Peacock anyway. I mean, we've got Amazon games every week. I don't watch those because I don't have Amazon, and even if I did, I wouldn't watch them. I have Amazon, and I do not watch them. Well, it's like, yeah, it's, what, it's like five bucks a month for Peacock, six bucks, pretty Pretty cheap. I don't know if you could have signed up for a free trial and canceled. I don't know if that was an option. Well, that's a that's something that a few people had pointed out on Sunday. Wonder what the the cancellation rate for Peacock was <laughs> on Sunday. And there's, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it's the cheapest of all the streaming sites. It's they got other stuff out there. I have it because they have the the WWE Network, which used to cost ten bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But then they put it on as part of Peacock, and now it's like five bucks a month for the same stuff, and then all this extra stuff. So it'll continue to happen. I remember when the NFL Network started to broadcast games 20 years ago, and nobody had the NFL Network, unless you had a certain sports tier. Mm-hmm. There was like a Vikings-Packers game in like 06 or 05 that was out there. I'm like, yeah, I didn't see that because... I didn't get the NFL Network, so and that's cable. That's the same thing. They want you to pay for the next tier of cable to get the NFL Network. So I am fine with them putting it on streaming. There's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on on Peacock with with Big Ten college basketball now. I think it's more the principle of the point, though, that you're nickeling and diming fans that would otherwise, you know, just your, your game should. Nor, like the, that are normally on basic cable. Like why? Why do you have to try and do this? And like, like you have to pay for cable anyway to watch some of these games. Like to watch like Monday you Night know, the ABC has shown Monday Night Football, but in the past it's been yeah. on ESPN. So you yeah. have to have ESPN, and that is not free. You have to have the NFL Network to see some of these games. That is not free. So it's not like this is the first time you've had to pay for a game. It's because it is a, a streaming service. It's different, but it is similar because you, you have to pay. You're not getting ESPN for free. It's part of your cable package. Right, but if you, have, if you have cable, you're already you're paying for all of the channels. They're sure. making you pay for an additional streaming service here, just like Amazon is to watch Thursday Night Football. I think that's. I don't think it's necessarily that it's six bucks. It's just the nickel and diming of people that that I that or the, that the NFL is doing that is rubbing people the wrong way. Like I was given an opportunity to watch the game on Peacock, like log in information from um, from Kelsey's cousin. I said no, I don't want to because I don't want to give in to this. I, even if it's the future well, of watching football, no, I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to be a part of it. There's been a game on ESPN Plus. They put a couple yes. London games on there, and that's sort of the only way you could watch. Yep. Well, see, that's the way it's going to go, and that's the way it's the future of it. Yep. So, like it's, yeah, it's, it's going to happen, and a lot of people a lot of people did it. So I was like, you're already paying for cable. 
you're already paying for these things. So this is, I don't look at it as any different as then again, it's, it's the price. It's, you know, not 15 bucks like Netflix. It's not 10 bucks. If you're a chief standard open stand, was it worth six bucks to watch a playoff game of your favorite team? Probably. And there's a bunch of other stuff on there. Um, I don't know if I, I didn't, again, I didn't have a problem with it. Some older people couldn't figure it out. How do you do that? It's like, whatever. Um, so I better get used to it because it's going on. Yep, it is. Um, we talked about bad NFL officiating. The officiating in the Rams-Lions game was as bad as you could possibly get. Um, you have a missed fall. You have a missed offside. They call a false start against. Detroit late in the second half where when the LA Rams clearly were the ones that jumped offside and after that everyone's like oh Detroit gonna get hosed again on a call like this gonna cost mm-hmm. them the game after that every call went Detroit's way pretty much uh, Puka Nakua was interfered with on a third down that should have been called uh, Matthew Stafford got hit two or three times on the same play late no call was given uh, Detroit got away with a couple other uh, calls. This was a very poorly officiated game. Congrats to Detroit for winning this game. Congra- congrats to all the Lions fans out there. By the way, stop showing Eminem. Um, tired of it. Uh, you, we don't need to watch Detroit Lions games for Eminem. Please stop with that. Because um, NBC will show them again next week against the Bucks. But this was a... Oh, very- are you serious about that? I'm being facetious because of all the Taylor Swift stuff out there. But uh, well, it's opportunity. Then why do they continue to show her? I don't know. Why they, they've never shown anybody like this ever? She's a global superstar. This is the only reason I can think of. She's at every game. It's not news. I, I my my right. thing this week. I wrote about this on yep. Sunday. I saw it. Why they've never done any? They've never done this for anybody else. They show people at the game. Has there any? Has there been any spouse though that's been as famous as, um, or like like a, a partner or spouse or whatever that's as famous as Taylor Swift? Like I'm seeing more of uh, Simone Biles at. Uh, at, at I've, never, I've never seen her. In it. I, they didn't show her during this. I, I've never seen them. And she she might not be, but I've seen her be, get more film time and stuff on the sidelines and oh. stuff too uh, for Packers games. Like it it's not nearly to the extent that Swift is. But no. um, I, I saw her once before a game where they showed a clip of her during the game before the game. I have not seen her since. I've not seen her acknowledged since. Mm-hmm. It wasn't during the Dallas game if she was there. I, I you know, they showed Eminem, and I was going, well, "Yeah, that's that's fine." That's, he was he did the open for the game. Like, yes, he did a very good open for the game itself. So, but did we need to see him two or three times throughout the game? Then I thought it was like once. I saw him once. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like they won't. This is what the tenth game she's been at, at least. And your 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 whole point is that it's on the networks. It's not Taylor Swift because a lot of people are like, "Well, I'm so tight. Like, why is you know this Taylor Swift is so annoying?" Blah blah blah. It's like no, she's not asked. She's not asking to be filmed and stuff. She's just cheering on Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. It's on the networks for putting her on there. 
That's your whole point, right? Yeah, because yeah. I... Because when people say that, and you've seen it online, and people go after them and say, oh, you hate women. It's like, I don't know, maybe some of these people do. But no, it's like, quit showing her. You, you never show anybody. Yeah, you show Eminem. There's Eminem. You may remember he did the open to this broadcast two hours ago. You remember him? He was the guy talking on the screen. So it's somewhat relevant to the broadcast. He's, he's in Detroit. So we know about him in Detroit. Yeah. When they I, never done this for anybody. You know, there was the uh, the national championship game. They had what Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter yes. and all these other people. He showed them in the box. Like, okay. Yep. And then they went back at the end of the game when it was clinched, and they showed Derek, Derek Jeter up in a play. I'm like, all right, fine. He's from Michigan. We know who he is. There yep. he is. They didn't really even acknowledge him. They put him on camera a second time. There he is. Michigan's won the national title, and that's what it's been forever. Yeah. They, they, they put them on, and then you've seen, I mentioned the, the Lakers games, the Knicks games. They showed the celebrities on the front row. Hey, Dr. Dre is here. Hey, this this guy is here. This guy you maybe never heard of. I have no idea who the fuck he is, but he's supposed to be somebody. He's also here. Spike and then Lee. that's it. Yes. That's it. They don't go back to them time and time again. Uh, well, let's see what he said. Somebody did something good. Let's, let's put the camera on Tom Hanks. What's Tom Hanks' reaction to right. this? Yep. I think, uh, I think, Spike Lee would be a close second. Would be like yeah, but you know, but you know he's there. Like all right, you, you know yes. he's in the front row. He's at every game. Yeah. This Taylor Swift thing, it's I, I yes. compared it to watching a commercial over and over again. Yep. Yeah, uh, you're right. The networks, the networks could show her less. Perhaps should show her less. All the comments though that you see on social media, like this, or like who name a more name a more annoying person in the world or like at an NFL game than Taylor Swift. And then it's all, and then Tony Dungy comes out and says that uh, Taylor Swift is making fans disenchanted with the NFL. It's like, shut the hell up, Tony Dungy. I mean, you, you're kind of like that. That's ridiculous. Or all the people who are blaming Taylor Swift if the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl. Shut up. Like that, that's, that's what everything like goes to. And that's, Maybe so more so because of her global stardom that they are going that route, or they could just be misogynistic assholes. I don't know, but like Tony Dungy's comments were very far off, like very off base. Um, like Tony Dungy's an idiot. Like he's had the most unremarkable media career. Like why are you still on TV? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Taylor Swift, I can understand being my dad hates her. Just fucking hates her to no end. And this was 15 years ago. For anybody who the hell she was, just hates her. Yeah. And she can be very annoying. It's like, yes, I'm annoyed by this person. This person who's a big star. I don't know why she's a big star. It, it, it boggles the mind. So they're going to continue to show her. Hopefully they're done after this Buffalo game. For God's sakes, please, Buffalo. <laughs> hey, it's the first so road game. It's, it's the first road game ever for the... For the Chiefs, um, but go, going back quit, to the showing it's yes. As I said, I felt like the, in the reaction of people, I felt like I had to start my column saying this is not anti Taylor Swift yes. and all this stuff yes. because Absolutely. just because of that, because you say anything bad about her, like oh no, no, it's not. Yes, so it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's stupid and ridiculous. They've never done this for anybody else. She's a big star. It has nothing to do with the game. Like, somebody from the Chiefs will do something. 
Yeah. Priest Holmes will score a touchdown. Although, let's see what Taylor Swift thought about Priest Holmes right. scoring it, that touchdown. It's like, yeah. only... They showed her before the game walking in like she was an NBA player. Yeah. Or she was one of the players in the game. Taylor yeah. Swift is here. Great. It, it, Don't show should, her fucking again. She should only it, be shown if Travis Kelsey makes a big catch or a touchdown or if the Chiefs win. Like, that's it. And that's been a while since he's made a play of any significance. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, he is not I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll play another maybe two years and he'll be done so we can be done with this. Yes. But yep. it's like just an, enough of it because yep. I'm annoyed. People are annoyed about it. And then they use that example. Oh, well, they, they showed this person. Well, yeah, they showed this person for three months in a row, four yes. times a game for every game. No. Yeah. They'll see, oh, here's the parents of the quarterback. Here's this guy's girlfriend. Here's this guy's family. Yep. We get that. And then they show him once or twice. They talk about it. Yep. And it's done. And we're in fucking middle of January. It's been gone since, since September. So I do, that's f- I, I do feel like Steph Curry's mom, Sonia, got a lot of airtime in the NBA Finals. Um, the, the NBA playoffs. Yeah, and his dad was a former player. Yep. Like, all right, here's that. Here's his mom. But they would constantly show her over and over and over and over again. And I don't recall there being as much, you know, conversation about it. And yes, I was being facetious with Eminem, but the you know the, the point kind of was saying. But people said that though. It's like, and then they're doing the same thing. And it's like, well, yeah, well, that's the the standard protocol of showing yeah. somebody in the crowd, and then that is the end of it. They don't continue to do it and they may do it maybe they won't do it next week we'll see if they do it i mean it's on nbc yep. again so yep. i don't know but they won't do it next week when they're playing washington in week three eminem is here like they're not gonna do that it's like because that's what because you don't do that right nobody ever does that so it's it is very annoying to me but it continues to happen so the officiating in that game, though, I think we can agree, was absolutely atrocious. And I think it, I don't know if it cost the Rams the game because the Rams went 0 for 3 in the red zone, having to settle for three field goals and, and not scoring a touchdown. Their, their play calling in the red zone, I thought, was very bad. But they were robbed of a chance to. The, the, the officiating stunk, and it favored the Lions heavily in the second half to the point where. It felt like they the the NFL wanted the Lions to win. I thought the Lions probably would have won by more. It's because that that drive in the first half was a minute left. It's a fourth and five. We're giving them a free first down. They yep continue to score, so I like the chances of score in that situation. So um, there were a couple missed calls, some pass interference calls, but it was. Probably the biggest playoff win for a city and who knows how long. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. All, these other, all, all these other games were terrible. That was the only game boards. Yes, it was the only big thing. Um, so good for the Lions. Win next week. We're we'll playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So it was the go only. It was the only close game all week long. Or the whole week because the Texans not you know throttled the Browns thanks to two pick sixes thrown by Joe Flacco. The Cleveland Brown defense, where were you? Like I mean that they they better uh, put up some wanted signs because uh, or uh, missing signs because holy cow that Browns defense was terrible, uh, and everyone talked about oh they could give 
Baltimore run for their money in Houston. Uh, C.J. Stroud just continues to amaze. Nico Collins, incredible. Uh, the Texans will give Baltimore a run for their money. I think Baltimore ultimately will win, but don't count Houston out. And then, for the first time ever, a seven seed has won in the NFL playoffs since the NFL expanded what, back in 2020. That'd be the Green Bay Packers. With, I think this it, it's 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 a stunning result, given how good Dallas had been at home. All season long, sans the Detroit Lions game. I don't know if I would say I was shocked, though, by Dallas losing because Dallas continuously underperforms in the playoffs. I think how they underperformed in this one, given that Green Bay... Like Green Bay, everyone was talking about Green Bay's coming in, playing with house money. No one expects anything of them. It's a very young team, relatively you know, like little playoff experience. Uh, Dallas, this is like this is Dallas's time. So I don't know if the pressure got too much to Dallas. Was it Mike McCarthy just failing as a head coach in the playoffs yet again? Dak Prescott falling, you know, withering under the pressure. I it was a very it was stunning. Not shocking or surprising. I don't. It's one of. The, it's a couple of those superlatives that you can use to describe this game. Um, what did you make of it? I'm like, here we go again. This was the year they needed to do something. Buffalo has to beat Kansas City. If not, start over. Because I mean, you have to. Baltimore has to make the Super Bowl. If not, do something different. Because we're not in this thing to go 12-5 and five and make the playoffs. We're in this thing to win playoff games, and that's something that the Cowboys don't do. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't fired Mike McCarthy yet. It's like, all right, bring him back and see what happens. What do you think is going to happen next year? Same thing. Yep. So yep. Packers, Packers are hot right now. The, the Cowboys, a lot of people got a lot of joy watching them lose again because that was – that was an embarrassing performance to give yes. up almost 50 points to just to not even look like, you know what the fuck. I mean, some of those receivers were so fucking open. Yeah. Uh, uh, who is it? Uh, yes. Musgrave, the tight end, was wide open on a pass late in the second half. It's like, how can you be this bad? I yeah. That, like, it, like, it felt like both teams that looked like were playing zone defense, and it was like, what are the Cowboys doing? Like they, they, zone defense is just, I just never understand it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah well, there's going to be this open spot. Just run to the open spot. Yep. <laughs> and then it looked like the Packers were doing the same thing, and the Cowboys couldn't figure it out to fucking save their lives. Yep. So it was, it was as embarrassing of a loss as I remember, where it's like, oh, my, this is just... They didn't give up, but it looked like they did. They, they made a rally late to make it interesting, but uh, it looked like it looked like they had never played football before. That's what it looked like. I could tell you a team that did give up, the Philadelphia Eagles. Troy Aikman sure. said as much on the broadcast Monday night that they looked like a defeated team coming into the game. Like they just they the, the tackling was absolutely atrocious. It was it was among the worst you'll ever see from an NFL team. The angles, the the lack of effort. Like you mentioned it last week about Bill Belichick going to Philadelphia and then I 
heard a couple more uh, people say it, and I'm like, Travis had it first. Travis had it first, at least that I heard. And you know what? If I'm Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, and I see the way my team fell apart down the stretch, I'm like, you know what? Nick Sirianni, you better sell me on something awfully big here in the offseason because there is no way we lose 6-7 and look like this and just the the abominable effort given by the defense. And the offense wasn't good either. Let's not get it wrong. I mean, the, the, the whole team just absolutely fell apart. There was no confidence, but they played like they were ready to to go on vacation. And that's just inexcusable in the playoffs. Yeah, they made it close, and it's like, why is this game still close? They haven't done anything, and then Tampa Bay pulls away at the end. It was, you know, a team that had gotten by, they were 10-1, and one, a lot of close wins that they just gotten by. Yes, yeah, 10-1, they were And then they're losing games to the Giants and the Cardinals, and they almost lose to Washington. Mm-hmm. Like going into that game, like yeah, Tampa Bay should win this, and they and they did pretty yep. comfortably because Philadelphia continued to play poorly. So it was they couldn't do anything right on any side of the ball. So it was yeah, it's what should have happened. It's what happened, and you can't bring that coach back. It's like you just can't. Would you? So who who should get fired? First, between McCarthy and Sirianni. They both have been fucking Wednesday. What are we waiting for? I don't know. Like, it, it's done. Like, get out of here. You won the same number of games as the Panthers. Your, your season lasted one week longer than them. Yeah. Like, you're going to accomplish a goddamn thing this year. So, I don't know what anybody's waiting for. It's like, all right. I don't know. Seems like, like, like college moved so quick. Like, oh, this happened, and then two days later, this guy's the coach. With the NFL, it's like, okay, it's been three days. Like, what's, no, what is the hang-up? I mean, there, there's plenty of time here. There's no rush. Right, and the, they like, do have they have extended the timeline on, like, like the head coaching hiring process and who you can uh, who you can interview and whatnot while teams are still in the playoffs. So maybe that has something to do with it. But there's a couple guys out there that aren't in the playoffs that are getting interviews. Yep. They're like, well, maybe let's talk to these guys because like, maybe they're available now. So let's let's maybe scoop up one of these guys before anything else happens. Like Jerry Jones is not always that measured of a per, of an owner. He's he he can definitely uh, go with his emotions. I'm surprised if he has simmered down. To the point where he's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we we stick out because he was the one who put all the pressure on Mike McCarthy, saying we got to see how he does in the playoff game and in, in the playoffs. You know, it's not about what; it's all about that final game. Well, if it's all about that final game, Dallas laid a big egg, and I don't know. I mean, Dan Quinn's going to be a head coach here. He's not going to be back in Dallas next year, but that is uh, an indictment on him with the way his defense looked. Um, it just doesn't make sense. Like this weekend, the wild card weekend was a banner weekend for the NFC North and just an abysmal weekend for the NFC East to have your top two teams that looked as good as anyone throughout much of this season go out in those, in that fashion. 
absolutely horrific. While Green Bay, oh man, we got Jordan Love again, uh, like another great quarterback in line with Favre and Rodgers, and Detroit winning a playoff game for the first time since 1991. And that's why I, I had mentioned the Vikings earlier, I'm coming around to your point. I saw that someone was just throwing it out there. Like, what if Chicago offered you one and eight for Justin Jefferson? Like, I, well, I, mean, I, I, but that's that's where it's gotten to me now. It's like, okay, as much as I want Justin Jefferson on the team, if you throw picks one and eight to me here in this draft, it's like, wow, you you almost have nobody's. I mean. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. like, I, I'm yeah. starting to think more, like, in your... Because I'm looking at the whole... I'm looking at the landscape here. Now, I think Detroit is going to not be as good next year because uh, Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, he's going to be a head coach somewhere. And what, what we saw in Philadelphia is that you lose a couple... You lose your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator, your team's not going to be quite as good. So I think Detroit will take a bit of a step back next year, assuming... Ben Johnson's a head coach somewhere, and their defense isn't all that impressive anyway. Uh, Chicago, with the number one overall pick, got a lot of cap space. We'll see what they do at the quarterback position, but the future does look bright in Chicago. Green Bay's got this young core, and then it's the Vikings. Like You don't know what you're going to do at the quarterback position. I think they should still sign Cousins, but you got to draft a quarterback in round one. There are a bunch of holes to fill, though. you got that cap space issue it's like okay maybe this does need to be kind of one of those uh, maybe this does need to be a full rebuild it just like this weekend i don't think it it was good and bad for nothing changed like nothing changed for me right right it's just you know because green bay green bay is gonna be a very popular super bowl pick for next year uh, yeah i I don't go quite that far but and the lions are good and, you know, the Bears have a chance to – yeah, I mean, you have to draft well. Look at all the play. I mean, they showed the graphic. They traded Matt Stafford. They got Jared Goff and, like, six other guys. Yes. Yep. And, like, three or four of them have been amazing already. So. Yeah. Oh, Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta. I remember, like, when they got drafted, like, boy, that seems really, really high. Like, why would you take Laporta over a Michael Meyer or Mayer? And then Laporta sets – Records we we haven't seen by rookie tight ends. Jameer Gibbs has incredible speed and elusiveness. Uh, so yeah, they they hit home runs on on their on their picks for sure. The Devontae line. Adams, the Raiders gave up the twenty second pick and the fifty third pick for him. So he first any seconds. So I would ask for a top ten pick. Say all right, that's it. Give me a top ten pick mm-hmm. for Justin Jefferson. And then see what you get. I mean, the Packers rebuilt. It took them about eight games to rebuild. They got. I mean, they got rid of Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yep. Two Hall of Famers. Like, you can get rid of your quarterback and star wide receiver, and you don't have to be bad. It's like this rebuild thing. Oh, it's like a five-year plan. No, you can rebuild immediately. Like, you do not have to. This is not the fucking 76ers. Oh, it's going to take place. This is not the, it's it's not the process. Ball. Huh? It's not the process. No, this ain't the process. This is not the Houston Astros, or this is like a 10-year a plan. Of, we're going to be bad, we're going to build up, and we're going to be good for a long time. Like, no, in the NFL, it happens immediately. You do not, I mean, how many teams go from worst to first and then back again? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about making good decisions. It's about drafting well. Uh, it's about making the most of, of what you've got. And yep. 
to, to, to just do what the Vikings are doing. It, it hasn't worked out for two years, and obviously this is the year to do something drastic and, and, and to change your franchise because if you're not, you're going to be left behind because yep. Packers aren't missing the playoffs for a long time. The Lions are looking good. The Bears are very close to being there. If they can get a quarterback just right. They, they could be somebody. So. Again, though, like the, the Vikings, this whole season would have changed. They arguably would have won the North. They would be in the playoffs if it hadn't been for Cousins' injury. Like I saw him playing for five and a half years. I don't think the last eight games of the season were going to make a difference between. <laughs> Maybe they make the playoffs. If so, I have no illusions. They made the playoffs twice in six years. They won one playoff game in overtime with them. Those are absolute failures. But that's and also the result this of the, was the year that was going to. I mean, I, I, I saw this team on a four and four, five and four before he got hurt. Yep. This was. I mean, it, it's too convenient to say. Well, this would have been the. Yeah, every year would have been the year, and I had. I have no bad feelings. Well, this was. This was it. It's like, yeah. no, they weren't winning yep. the division. They weren't beating the Lions. They weren't beating the Packers. Um, no, I want Jaden Daniels. Me, so that's that's no. what I want. That's what I want in all of this is Jaden Daniels. <clears throat> You're gonna have to get to number three then, and that's again like it's okay. We won all these games. We went what seven and ten for what? I'm yeah. like, quit winning these games. Quit doing this. And where are we at? We're picking eleven instead of five or seven or eight. And it's gonna take you a fucking boatload. It's gonna take you next year's first rounder. It's gonna take you a second rounder just to move up eight spots to get a quarterback that you want. Instead, we're stuck at 11 again in no man's land. You can make, you can make Michael Penix work. If not, Bo Nix, no. Do not. If you pick Bo Nix, I'm taking torches to the fucking dome. No. You want to piss me off? Take fucking Bo Nix. Absolutely not. You, you want to piss me off? Take uh, McCartney. Or is it JJ? Oh McCartney? yeah, yeah. He'll be like the third, fourth round pick. So it's like it's. I don't want him though. I that, that's the whole point. I do not want. Him. I think he's going to be a late first rounder. I do. I mean, I I don't think so. It's. I hope not. Me? I I for me, it's it's Daniels or Penix. Like that's the. That that's what it all boils down to. Like you got to make a move because after number three, none of these teams need quarterbacks really. Right. Some of them, some of them do, but they won't pick them. Like the Giants, some teams like this, like you should move on. Like the Cardinals, who have already said that they're all in with with Kyler Murray. Yep. So for some reason, you know, one of these quarterbacks doesn't go in the top three. No, then then look out. Then you're gonna have everybody looking looking to get up there. We'll see who emerge. Like what what guys gonna come out of nowhere? Say, oh, this guy's a first rounder. Who was the dumb shits? Was it Ryan Nassib from like Syracuse? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, he's going to be a first round pick and end up going like fourth, and he doesn't hasn't done anything. So I don't know where these things get started. Like wherever things are now, they should stay because there is nothing you can do in these next three months that'll change my mind. Like if you've seen these guys play, you know what they've done. Yep. There is nothing they can do in any workout. Maybe you interview them, you get some insight somewhere. But as far as, oh, this guy's great now, it's like, really? Daniel Jones is a first-round pick all of a sudden? Blake Bortles is a first-round pick? Mm-hmm. It's like, no. It's like, no. No. Sometimes you miss on them. Sometimes you get them right. It's, it's, it's bad. So, yeah, here we go. 
Um, Bills beat the Steelers on Monday, by the way, in that rescheduled game. Josh Allen looked good. Steelers didn't. Story of story of the life. Um, Bill Belichick, by the way, uh, the Atlanta Falcons have interviewed Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick. That's uh, pretty high. Two pretty high profile names. Harbaugh is interviewed with the Chargers as well, so we'll see where he goes. We were both kind of, or I was speculating that it was going to be Vrabel. Uh, going to be the New England Patriots head coach. Instead, it's uh, Gerard Mayo. Apparently, he had something in his contract. We said that that was a possibility as well. I haven't heard okay, of all, all, all these NFL insiders. Where was that? I, I don't know. Like, how would like, you? This was decided. There was no speculation then. They Mike Rabel, obviously. Right. This guy was the choice. Nobody knew about this. Because if Belichick wasn't done this year, he was going to be done next year. And it was going to be Gerard Mayo, no questions asked. So all these NFL insiders, they didn't have any clue about this. So, so good job on that, everybody. I, I don't know. I haven't heard of Vrabel getting an interview with anyone, which surprises me yet. No. Like, like you would think that if the greatest coach ever gets fired or quits, you would think you would know who his replacement is going to be. Yeah. But apparently, like if, like if uh, Mike Vrabel could maybe fit in with Philadelphia. He if could. they were to start, decide to make a move. Yeah, I, I, I think Vrabel, Vrabel's a good head coach. He, he should be a head coach somewhere. Just surprised his name hasn't resurfaced anywhere yet. Um, the so divisional round here we got Baltimore at or hosting Houston 4:30 p.m. Eastern, 3:30 p.m. Central Time on ABC and ESPN on Saturday. I, the Ravens have not been good in the playoffs. Lately, in the Lamar Jackson era, they've lost two home games, one to the Chargers, one to the Titans. They don't, they get off to slow starts. They need to get off to a fast start here in this one. Texans playing with house money. I'm going with the Ravens. What say you? Yeah, I like the Cowboys. They need to win here. They need to win. Uh, go with Baltimore. DJ Stroud's been excellent. So. Don't don't do what Jacksonville did. Don't look yeah. good and then next year fall apart. So hopefully Houston gets better. I mean they should. This is his first year. Been great and hopefully they continue to get better and they're not this you know, like every couple of years, you know, it's it's the Colts with Andrew Luck and then it's Trevor Lawrence and then it, they just fall apart. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, didn't they play earlier in the year? That week and, one. Week one. And CJ, like CJ Stroud, did not play terrible. So, yeah, and no, nobody's going to be picking Houston. So, yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore it is. Saturday night, eight fifteen p.m. Eastern, seven fifteen p.m. Central Time on Fox. It is the one seed in the NFC. The San Francisco 49ers hosting the seven seed Green Bay Packers. Green Bay once again playing with house money. No one expects them to win. All the pressure is squarely on San Francisco here. And I think Green Bay can replicate that performance that they did against Dallas against San Francisco, except San Francisco's got a little better defense, better offensive game plan, just better players overall. I think San Francisco wins this game, but it will not surprise me if late Saturday night the Packers somehow emerge victorious. Because, again, playing with so much confidence right now, and I like your defense better be ready because... The, the Packers have a lot of young weapons here, and I think that the Packers can go into Santa Clara and win. Yeah. 
We've got Aaron Jones, who's been great. You got all these no name receivers who are now something. Mm-hmm. All the years they're waiting, get get Aaron Rodgers some hope. Well, they got all you know. They got Tucker Craft. They got Romeo Dobbs. They got all. There's the one guy, Jaden Reed, didn't catch anything, and they think he's the best of the bunch. Yeah, he's fast. He catches in the ball. And he's like, oh, he's the next big star uh, for this team. You got Luke Musgrave. You got two great tight ends. Like they're building. Like they're, I think Green Bay. They're, they're they they figured it out again. So uh, we will take San Francisco, but I am uh, interested interested in this game. See if they can pull it off again. And I, I, I don't remember a week where there's been so many big point spreads. It's like nine and a half, ten for this game. Nine and a half, yep, ten for for the first game. It's nearly a touchdown spread for the Lions. Yep, uh, the Lions uh, host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday at three p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Central time on NBC. I, I. I don't know how you can't pick the Lions here in this one. I, the Bucks are just a little too inconsistent for me, and I think Detroit gets a cakewalk to the NFC Championship game, and they'll know if Green Bay pulls off the upset against San Francisco, they'll know they get to host the championship game if they win. Like if that, That'll be extra motivation. There'll be extra juice and buzz in the, in the stadium there. If San Francisco does, in fact, lose Saturday night, I'm going with the Lions here to, to have a cakewalk to the NFC Championship game. They should have been the 2C. They should have pulled the Packers last week. They didn't. And they get past the Rams. Now they get Tampa Bay. Because the Eagles fell on the face of the earth. So, yeah, Detroit should win this one. And uh, go for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So we like that. Kirby Joseph, by the way, the safety for the Lions, is a dirty player. Hitting Taylor Higby, he injured Tyler, uh, uh, he injured TJ Hawkinson. Dirty player. Dirty player. Where would you want him to hit him? How about not going low for the legs? I'd rather see you go up high a little bit. Get up high at the penalty. Well, this should be a penalty, too. It's injury. No, I mean, you're... It was a little... It, it, he didn't need to go low at the legs there. How about go for the, the back? What did Dan Campbell say? We're going to bite your kneecaps off. Yep. These motherfuckers. Yeah, and you know what? He was on the 2009 New Orleans Saints, so we know Get what... Get out of here. Get these losers out of here. Get them out. We know what type of uh, team the New Orleans Saints were. Bunch of bounty gators. Um, Super Bowl winners, just like my Lions. Super Bowl winners, get these losers out of here. We're coming for your knees, so you better fucking learn how to jump. Uh, we're coming for them. We'll see you in San Francisco next week. Uh, final game, the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs playing their first road game in the Mahomes era at Buffalo, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS. I am... The way the Chiefs played last week against Miami, it's like, okay, you kind of doubting us. Peeps, you know, we're, we'll show you what we got. I think they can do that against Buffalo in part because Terrell Bernard, one of the Bills' uh, good linebackers, he's unlikely to play with an ankle injury. This Bills' defense has been ravaged. And the offense isn't spectacular. The Chiefs' defense is really good. I think the Chiefs can hang around in this game. But I'm going with Buffalo here. I, I want Kansas City to prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. 
But in your first road game, I need to see how Mahomes responds to that adversity first before I can say the Chiefs are winning, especially with the way the team has looked this year on offense. I want Buffalo to win. I mean, this is a this is as big of a game as you can get for Josh Allen. Like yep. this, this defines your career. You were given you were given another shot here at six and six. To it doesn't look like you're even making the playoffs, and so now you've got a chance to maybe go to the Super Bowl. I mean, this is it. It felt like the window was closed, and now it's open again. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs' defense has to continue to play well because this offense is some sort of trash like we've never seen. Yep. Like, what, they had four field goals. Yeah, they can't, they field, can't, goal, field goal, they, field goal, field goal, field goal. They can't score a touchdown. It's ridiculous. Uh, they, they need to get receivers in there. We know what the issues are, but we're not getting any younger. I mean, this shit, this shit goes quick. Like, all right, we're Super Bowl champs, and now it's like we can't catch a pass. So, yep. I'm going to pick Buffalo. That's the big game everybody's waiting for. So, this will be a, like 40 some million, maybe maybe 50 million will watch this game. This will be. Think, think um, about this, too. They, If it hadn't been for Darius Tony being offside, this game is played in Arrowhead. That's right. You got you to walk the feet. It is worth noting that as for as good as the Bills are against the Chiefs in the regular season, they aren't good against them in the playoffs. Now, granted, those well, games have been in... Still, I mean, it's still it's, it doesn't go their way, I it, it, Given the, those games have been in Arrowhead, but they haven't beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs. This no, is... You have to win this game if you have to win yes. this game. Yep. If you are the ball. If you, if you lose that quick to Baltimore, so be it. But you have to win. You have to beat the Chiefs. That's just... Yep. All there is to it. So I just I, I worry about the, Kansas City. I don't. Yeah, hmm? I I worry about the Bills' defense though because of the number of injuries that they have. That's where it could get a little dicey because I think the Chiefs' defense is going to keep the 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 Chiefs in the ball game here. It's a matter. Just cover, just cover the tight end. There's yeah. nobody else that can do anything. Just cover the tight end. And you should be set. Both the white tight ends. White tight ends. You don't know which one is who, is who but they both can do some good stuff. Um, Travis Kelsey. Cover Travis Kelsey, and, and and you should be good. So. Oh, yeah. I was talking Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid for the Buffalo. No, that was the Buffalo. Buffalo. That was talking about the Buffalo defense. You got to cover yes. Kelsey and then, and then go from there. So, yep. Buffalo. Uh, let's go, Buffalo. Uh, NFL prediction results from the beginning of the year. Uh, about the same as last year. Uh, I was last year. I was right on th- exactly right with three teams' records. This year, I was right with two: New England and Atlanta. But in terms of teams within one game or exactly right, I had the same number: twelve. Uh, three teams won one more game than I thought they would this year, Cleveland, Denver, and Washington, and seven teams won one fewer game than I thought they would, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, New Orleans, San Francisco, Seattle, Buffalo, and Miami. It's not bad. Uh, care to, there were four teams that I was absolutely just way off on. Care to guess who those four teams were? How, how much was that? Five? How much? Um, okay, one I was five wow. off by. I thought this team was going to win five more games than they did. The Jets? Yes. This team won six more games than I thought they would. 
Cleveland? Nope. Detroit? Nope. The Rams? Nope. This team won six more games than you thought. Yes. Their owner is in the news here lately because he uh, got the police called against him for a potential overdose. Jim Irsay? Yes. Yep. Colts won six more games than I thought they would. I picked a team to win... uh, uh, Another team here I picked won six fewer games than I thought they would. Their coach got fired. Carolina? Nope. We we think he's a dumb shit because he goes for it on fourth down all the time. Tom Charter. Yes. And then the team I was off by the most on uh, is in the divisional playoffs. How many? How many were out for this? What's that? How many were you off on this one? Seven. Seven. This team won seven more games uh, than I thought they would at the beginning of the year. Houston. Yes. Yep. Houston was the team I was off by the most. Um. You know, I was off by four with Cincinnati, the Giants, and the Vikings. I thought they'd win four more games. They won four fewer. So, really, um, 25 of the 32 teams I picked within three games. Not not terrible. Not bad. But those are the results. And uh, we have a clean uh, sweep here. We're picking the same four teams to win these games this weekend, but it should be a, they always talk about NFL divisional playoff weekend being the best weekend of the football season, or at least, of you know, sometimes people say the sports season. We know that's wrong. We know it's March Madness. I don't, yeah, I mean, it's right. And oftentimes, doesn't division the weekend under deliver? Like the, I mean, the only close game should be the last one. These other, Three games should be blowouts. Like if they're not, mm-hmm. that's not wrong. Yep. Baltimore, San Francisco, the Lions need to win these games by fourteen to twenty points. Agreed. Anything else NFL related we need to get to? I love Dan Campbell. Uh, JJ Watts, dumb shit. Uh, he was critical of Pro Football Focus's grade of CJ Stroud. Uh, during the game last week, CJ Stroud had pretty much, pretty much exactly the same stats as Drew. I think their their throw, their completions, and attempts were the same. I think their yards were exactly the same. Like it was about as close as you could get. Like they were all the same. Mm-hmm. But Jordan Love got a ninety-two, and CJ Stroud got a seventy-seven. So JJ Watts, like this is this is terrible. This is awful. This is horrible. They don't know anything. Looks like, and then a couple weeks ago, I don't know if I mentioned this, Chris Long has his podcast. Yeah. Former Eagles defensive end. Mm-hmm. Rams defensive oh. end, too, I think. And some guy asked him a, a question about what, what do we need to know. I don't know if I said this before. No, I don't think but so. What do we need to know as fans? What can make us better members of the media or whatever? So Chris Long said, like, you have to add the context of everything. You know, add the context of that. Why is this good? Why is this bad? So this is what pro football focus does. You look at the numbers and you would think, all right, they're pretty much identical. But why is Jordan Love so much higher than C.J. Stroud? Mm-hmm. And then you look at what they what they grade on. And 
that C.J. Stroud made to the tight end, and then he runs 70 yards for a touchdown. It's like it was just a little dump off to the tight end, and then he runs like 60 more yards. Yep. So, they, so, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much all on the tight end right there. I know mm-hmm. as much that C.J. Stroud did for that one. Mm-hmm. And you want to see how many turnover-worthy throws there are. And J.J. Watt doesn't care. He said he doesn't care about, well, if it's not an interception, who gives a shit? Well, mm-hmm. if it goes right through the defensive back's hands, or if it's tipped five times the line of scrimmage, yep. and now it's still caught for a touchdown by the guy you're throwing it, like, that matters. Like, they are basing this on, on things like that. So he obviously doesn't care. That would be like if someone had 10 sacks, but half of them were because another guy got pressure and maybe like the quarterback ran or scrambled right into the the lap of the, the guy who eventually got the sack. Well, did you really do a lot? No, the quarterback was flushed into you. And that is the context we're talking about of, okay, did you just one-on-one win your battle and sack that quarterback, or, mm-hmm. or were you the third guy to get there? Mm-hmm. after Lamar Jackson made the other two guys look like an idiot. So there needs to be some some grading there. Yes. And if, you know, how many how many drops have the Chiefs had this year? Is that on Patrick Mahomes? No. No. How many drops have he, has he had? He's like, I'll put it right, 50 yards, I'll put it right on you, you fucking drop it. Yep. So, um, Looking at you, MBS. Just, yeah, like, just contact, context for that. So, like, Jordan Love, I don't think there was a single throw he missed. Like, every throw he had was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four or five incompletions, and uh, so you need to add context. So you know, he was all bent out of shape about that. So and he, he thinks it's ridiculous. The rankings are shown on Sunday Night Football. So when 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 that when pro football focus came around like you know ten fifteen years ago, I thought this is this is this is fantastic. Yeah, because now there's some context. Okay, who is good? Why are they good? Give me some rankings, look at something, they look at all films. Well, Pro Football Focus also can put those rankings on Sunday Night Football because Chris Collinsworth, I believe, is a founder of Pro Football Focus. He works for them. Like, I don't know if like, he was the like, he's like the owner. I don't know if like, was he the founder? He could be. That's, that's what people, I thought, I, that's what people I got to look that up. Is, was he, he's the owner, he's the majority owner of it. I don't know if he, was the founder of that? Who I don't, I don't know. But he is one of the big wigs now for Pro Football Focus, and that makes sense that they would show that on Sunday Night Football if that's one of his properties. Yeah, he's the owner. He's the the majority owner of that. And this was like when I was still at SDSU. I I applied or sent myself into I don't know what it, whatever the hell you would call it. Be a evaluator of it or, or to, to actually do the job mm-hmm. and what they had me do is I said okay do this watch the at the time the Redskins and Vikings uh, McDonovan and McNabb was with Washington Vikings had whoever the hell they had a quarterback and they said okay here's a here's a spreadsheet grade the game and I had to find the game myself so that was I found a site to download the game. Well, I didn't. I didn't buy the NFL fucking Game Pass, whatever. Sure. Yep. This was like you know twelve years ago. So I'm watching this, and for every play, you have to go and you have to identify. Okay, who's the defensive end? Who's the left defensive end? 
Who's the right defense? And who's the defensive tackle? Who's the linebacker? Who's the cornerback? Who's the safety? For every single play, you have to identify. And I think that was my only job is just to identify who it was on every play. And I got whatever, like 90% of them right, which still wasn't good enough. And some of them were difficult to see because the camera didn't show it on the TV. It's like, okay, there's 10 players here. I'm missing one. Where is the other one? You need the all 22. <laughs> yes, you need that view. So hopefully in the course of the play, that other player would appear somewhere. Yep. And sometimes it would be difficult to see, okay, who, what is this guy's number? I don't know. Is this the same guy that's always been playing the defensive tackle position? I don't know. So that's what they did. It was a very time-consuming thing. So, it, I mean, I like what they do. I'm sure they don't get it all right, but it's better than nothing. And It, it kind of reminds me of, like, when we had to identify numbers calling for, like, the Summit League tournament from the Crow's Nest mm-hmm. at, uh, like, it, it's, it was sometimes difficult to see who's subbing in, who got that rebound, because the numbers on the jerseys weren't very good. Well, you ever do that for football? Okay, who yes. ran the ball? And it's, I mean, you're way yep. up to the football. Yep. And you got an idea of, you know, it's going to be one of these two running backs usually, but you would see that. Chris Collinsworth bought the majority interest in 2014. Okay. Some other guys found it in 2004. So, and they, they started doing it for, for football here, 10 or college football 10 years ago. So it is, I had a subscription to it. I haven't had one in years. Cause, okay. I want to know who's, who's who here. I haven't, don't care enough anymore, but it, it's, it's great. It's still great. Mm-hmm. Well, the last two years, that is, that is what I have watched the draft on. Their stream on YouTube and Twitter, that's what I have watched. Mm-hmm. Them getting the picks, it's usually before, a lot of time it's before, what happens on TV, and obviously these people have watched the tape of who they're talking about. So yes. yep. I'm gonna, I'll do that this year. I will watch them for the NFL draft. So, um, College basketball, what a week it was for college hoops. Tons of upsets. Um, like, I like, is this going to be another year where we don't truly have, a, I know last week we, we recorded it late, so we had a number of the, uh, upsets in, you know, the Purdue had lost, uh, Kansas had lost, uh, I, uh Houston had lost at Iowa State, and Houston goes on and loses again, but you have Kentucky going to A&M, a team that, like, A&M was on the outside looking in at the NCAA tournament, according to Lenardi. And then they win, and that vaults them in. Maryland outside, and then they beat Illinois. Like, it just doesn't... A lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. A lot of ranked teams lost last week. Do we have any idea whatsoever who is really good in college basketball this year? Because I'll be honest, I don't. I, I just... I think North Carolina's really good, but have they really been tested as of late? No. So, is UConn, like, do we have to, is it by default UConn? I mean, this Big East, you know, the minute you think Butler's good because they go on the road and beat Marquette, they lose to Xavier and uh, whoever the hell else they they played. It just, nothing makes sense. That's what it all boils down to. I've thought UConn's been number one since, like, week two, since yes. they yep. won whatever. The Maui Invitational, what the fuck did they win? They won something. I'm like, yeah, they, they're the best team. And they've had a couple of hiccups here, like everybody. But, yeah, and Connecticut's finally at number one for, like, the first time in 10, 12 years. It's like, well, I still think they're number one. So, like, there were a lot of upsets. So, 
like it, it appeared to be upsets, but like the point spreads were told a different story. Kentucky and A and M. A and M was a two and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. despite being unranked and Kentucky being number six. Like that pops. Like if, like if you just look at that, you're like, whoa, really? They're at home. They're a two and a half point favorite. That is, I don't know what you call a fishy line because they ended up winning in overtime. So I was like, that sticks out. Yep. And then I think Iowa State was a two and a half point underdog at home to undefeated Houston. It's like Houston on the road at Iowa State. They're a three, a two and a half point favorite. That's a fishy line that sticks out. So a lot of these look like upsets, but they may be, they're, they're maybe not as big as we would think because of how small the point spreads were, but what every top team lost except Connecticut and Carolina. Right. And, and I, you I, make I, it, I can't imagine that has happened very often. No. Oh, no. I, I don't imagine it has. But I guess it just kind of goes back to, like, are there any good – like, how could A&M be on the outside look? It's still, Lenardi has Michigan State as a nine seed. I, that, that, to me, is they just – They lost again. They lost – who the hell did they lose to well, this time? They, they, they beat Rutgers, but they lost to Illinois, I believe. So, like – It's like, it's just – Enough. Like, Enough states. Yeah, it just a lot of it doesn't Enough. make a lot of it doesn't make sense. And truly, like every team can have that slip up. But for it all to happen in one week is a little unusual. Now, granted, it is you know what a way to welcome in like the new college basketball audience. Now that college football is done. And maybe it's good that it happened in January. It's not like everyone's falling apart now in February you know, as we head into conference tournament time and uh, you know in into March. So it's like, okay, who really is good? Uh, we'll have teams that will establish themselves, but it it's difficult out there. We've had uh, we had a, a lot of interesting outcomes here, some comebacks that you just normally don't expect. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, Utah State had one last week, I think. You know, Kansas State beats number 9 Baylor on Tuesday. Uh, like, Penn State beats Wisconsin. Like, okay, is Wisconsin all that good? I, there's just a lot of stuff here. Georgia goes on the road and beats South Carolina. Well, South Carolina was in there. Arkansas beats A&M. Like, how, like it's just a whole lot of averageness. And that's why, I, again... I think we're going to see that, especially come Selection Sunday, is a lot of these bubble teams are going to come from the Power Five because no one's separating themselves. Like, I still don't – like, is Arkansas – should Arkansas be back in now? I don't think so. a and was a two-and-a-half-point favorite Tuesday night, and they lose by one at Arkansas. So it's not – it's just, like, we, we don't – everyone seems to kind of be going off of that previous game. It's just no one knows. No one knows. And that's – you know, it's frustrating in a way – because you'd like to see some teams kind of establish themselves. Like, you know, the Mountain West. We saw New Mexico beat Utah State last night. And UNLV beat Boise State. Well, Boise State was one of the last few teams in. And the Mountain West is fairly deep. But you're going to have these teams, again, I use the, the, the phrase cannibalize themselves on one another. Kind of like what the SEC or some of these Big Ten schools are, these bubble schools in, in the major conferences. But it's going to hurt a, li- a league like the Mountain West that's trying to get three or four bids at least. 
I don't see New Mexico on this bracket at all. They should. Well, they'll likely be there Friday now after the win against Utah State. Well, this was updated yesterday. They, they haven't. I mean, come on. But they but they beat Utah State Tuesday night. Like, this is stupid. Like, they should have been in. They beat San Diego State before that. I mean, yes. this is. Yep. I don't know. And, uh, what do they got? They got uh, Rick Patino. He's the coach. Rick Patino's the coach. So, like, he's, he's doing well. They're 15-3. They should get in. Uh, yeah, Colorado State, no. They're they they're 2-2 two and two in the county. I don't take them seriously. No. They can like, – Mountain West may get four, four, five, four teams, four or five teams in this thing. Mm-hmm. So, like Old Miss. Old Miss is 15-1. They've just, they've just gotten in the rankings now. They got their ass kicked against Tennessee, but the Old Miss – they continue to beat, like, all these teams that lose, like, some of these losses have to be bad losses at some point, you would think. Yes. Um, but Tennessee doesn't, or Ole Miss doesn't have a bad loss yet. So, uh, Mississippi State beat Tennessee. TCU beats Oklahoma and Houston, then loses at Cincinnati. Yeah. And now they play Iowa State here this weekend. So, like, who, who the hell knows? Like with these big conferences, you feel like, yeah, there's just going to be like 10 teams get in and they're all going to be like 20 and 10. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like how, how do you differentiate any of these teams? It's going to have to, it, it's really going to have to look at the quad one wins and the quad four losses. I mean, that's, I think what it's okay, all. Like every team's going to have like three of each. Yeah, a couple bad wins, a couple good wins, a couple bad losses, it's all going to even out. So like Alabama right now is unranked. They're twelve and five. They're four and zero oh in conference play. And you look at who are okay. Who are the teams that they've beaten? Well, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's winless. They slaughtered South Carolina. South Carolina is one of the last few teams in. They beat Mississippi State, a good Mississippi State squad on the road. You know, Mississippi State's kind of right on that bubble. And then they beat Missouri, who they haven't beat. Like they haven't really played anyone. So that four and zero. Oh, you're like, oh, okay, look out for Alabama. Well, let's see. Coming up here, you got Tennessee, you got Auburn. Um, you know, then does it get? I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot tougher. But I mean, yeah, who who can separate themselves from the pack? Like you look at the SEC, they have four teams that are ranked. That's not great. They're a five seater. Alabama's a five seed. They are fifth in net ranking. I would imagine they're, I think I met them a couple of weeks ago, like they, their losses are very good. Right. I think they played a very tough non-conference. They lost a bunch, but they lost to Clemson. They lost to Purdue by six. They lost to Creighton by three. They lost to Arizona. Like all those teams are going to make the tournament. So they don't have a bad loss. Ohio State by eleven. That's not great, that's not, but not not the worst either. Yeah, go go ahead and like run the table. Don't lose to like don't lose to these teams that like how did this happen? Don't lose to those teams. Beat them all. If you lose to some good teams, that's fine. And like, like nobody really fell in the rankings. Houston loses twice. They fell three spots. That doesn't make sense. Like if, it, it, like, if that's Florida Atlantic, they fucking fall down to shit. Right. Like, they'll drop them 45 spots, but they lost two games. 
Like, it's, it's just a bunch of bullshit because obviously it's based on your name. Mm-hmm. Tennessee loses to Mississippi State, they fall one spot. Kentucky loses, they fall two. Well, and part of the, part of like the, the falling and stuff is like that everyone lost. So it's difficult for a team to, you know, really fall too far for losing if everyone else around them lost as well. And all the losses are probably, you know, could be roughly graded the same. And so many teams lost that nobody moved. Yeah. Because they all lost. Like Purdue, Purdue dropped one spot. Like nobody, like nobody's going to be, nobody's going to take them serious. They're going to finish 30 and four, be number one seed. Nobody's going to take them to fucking go to the final four. And then people are going to watch these shows and say, oh, Purdue's the best team in the country. Oh, yeah. And fucking beat Iowa State in the second round. I don't know. Right. Memphis. You want to talk about a team that can score some goddamn points? Memphis. Mm hmm. They scored 112 against Wichita State. That is one day after they scored 107. Versus UTSA, get aboard Memphis. They they might be a two seed when this is said and done. They're gonna just roll through the American here. There's but don't you think the level of competition has something to do with that? It I mean nobody else is putting up 110 points, so that's obviously true. I mean they've beaten they've beat Clemson, they've beaten Virginia, they've beaten Texas A and M. So they've, they've got some wins here to, to Norm- show for. Normally a win against Virginia is good, but Virginia's not good this year. Not good. They put 77 against Virginia, so that's, that's impressive. Yep. And Houston is a slightly better offensive version of Virginia. They just do not – they struggle to score. Mm-hmm. So Houston, not a fun team to watch at all. But their defense is pretty good. But, yeah, Memphis should keep rolling here. They'll be uh, maybe in the top five at the end of the season. So look out. Uh, I'm bullish on Memphis. All right. Very good. Uh, anything else we need to get to before we say so long for the week? Uh, Joe Maurer's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. Good. He's got. He's getting the votes. He's well across the threshold, so he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So... Good, good for Joe Mauer. And, uh, that's about it. Yeah, it's a lot of basketball. Yep, indeed. We'll keep talking about it. We'll talk about the NFL playoffs, react to it next week, and we'll talk about whatever else is big in the sports world. Oh, I think we were going to talk about Stephen A. Smith and um, Pat oh, McAfee. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we could we could table that to next week. Sure. Because uh, McAfee said some more dumb shit on Monday and. I feel like he's trying to get fired. Maybe. I don't know. Like he'll make what if he does, he'll go make millions somewhere else. Okay. Yes. It's he, he can he can do whatever he wants because it doesn't really matter to him. Exactly right. Well, you have a good rest of your week. Uh stay warm. Uh good luck with your games and enjoy the football and the basketball. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Watch your kneecaps, yes. and uh, we'll yes. see you next week. All right, I will, and my kneecaps will be secure. That's right, jump. You got to jump. They're coming at your knees. Jump. Yep. Uh, get in a wheelchair. Oh, and uh, by the way, I, I guess I did forget one thing. Yes. Happy anniversary. It is the uh, 14th anniversary, I Holy guess. Holy shit, that means it's your birthday, too. 11, 12, 13, yeah. 14 years. 14 years as of tomorrow. 
as we take. So well, uh, happy well, happy birthday eve to you. Thank and you. And in that time, the Vikings have won one playoff game. So I guess they won two playoff games. So. Yeah, yeah. Give, yeah. Them, give them some credit. Give, give them some credit for winning the Minneapolis Miracle and then overtime against the Saints. So good, good job of beating the Saints twice. So fourteen years, not uh, near fifteen. Wait, but but that wasn't the first year we started this the the five year. The first show we did was the day after they beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. Ah, shit. Okay. All right. But we missed, we missed the good Favre year. We yeah. got the bad Favre year. Yep. So, we got the Saints game the next week. So, it was a okay. rip-roaring start to the, to the program. Yep, yep. There we go. And the Saints are always involved. Well, happy birthday. Uh, hopefully, you have a good birthday. Uh, good, uh, you know, like I said, stay warm the rest of the week. Good luck with your games. And we'll talk to you next week, my friend. All right, we'll see you later. Go Lions. See you next week. All right, very good. Watch your kneecaps. That's right. All right, thanks, Grins. Travis Grins joined me here, and yeah, wow, 14 years. It just kind of sneaks up on you sometimes. And, of course, whenever we celebrate a pod, uh, an anniversary for the Sports Block podcast, we, of course, have to wish Travis a happy birthday because his birthday and the anniversary of the, 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 the Sports Block podcast began on his birthday um, 14 years ago. Wow. Time does fly. Well, thank you to one and all for who continue to listen to the podcast throughout the years. You can find this podcast available on iTunes, also on podcast.com or archive.org. Just search Sports Block. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken. Travis Krins is on Twitter at Travis Krins. A link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. So, yes, going back to it, the Browns, uh, the Texans clobber the Browns 45 14. Uh, CJ Stroud. Great, uh, great day. The Browns' defense, absolutely atrocious. Joe Flacco threw two pick sixes. Uh, we had the, the Chiefs win in the, the, the very, very cold game against the, the, the frozen Dolphins, 26-7. Tyreek Hill caught a touchdown pass, but really, I mean, the Chiefs dominated this game uh, really from the get-go. Then Sunday, uh, the, the Packers pull off the stunner, beating Dallas 48-32. Uh, the lifeless Cowboys. The, the defense was atrocious. Dak Prescott bad. As of the recording of this podcast, both Dak, uh, both Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni, the Philadelphia Eagles head coach, both are still head coaches of their respective teams. We'll see if that happens. Lions beat the Rams 24-23. Best game of the weekend. Best atmosphere of the weekend. Very questionable uh, officiating, especially in the second half there, and perhaps uh, robbed the Rams of a chance to win points or win the game. But you got to score in the red zone. And that's on the Rams. And you got to stop Detroit, and they couldn't early on there. And then Monday, the doubleheader, the Steelers lose to the Bills. Bills, uh, Josh Allen, great day for him. And then the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield. Good for Baker Mayfield. Um, but they beat the hapless Eagles, the wounded Eagles, uh, 32-9. And so this week, again, we're all across the board. 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC and ESPN. The four-seeded Texans against the one-seeded Baltimore Ravens in the AFC. Travis and I both like Baltimore. 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Fox. It is the seven-seed Green Bay Packers and the one-seed San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. Both like San Francisco, but it, does, it will not shock me if the Packers win. Just with the way that they played last week. I'm San Francisco. I'm very leery of that offense against my defense, even though my defense is great. We'll see what they can do in this game. Sunday, then, 
3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central Time on NBC. The four seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the two seed Detroit Lions. Uh, three seed Detroit Lions. The Buccaneers just a little too inconsistent. I think they have a very good team, but Lions, they'll be right. Especially if they know they can host an NFC Championship game. The following week, if San Francisco does in fact lose to Green Bay, Lions fans will be all over that. Lions will too, like the Lions. And then 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS. The three-seed Kansas City Chiefs at the two-seed Buffalo Bills in the AFC. Chiefs proved me wrong, but this is the first playoff road playoff game in the Mahomes era. I'm going with Buffalo. Despite the injuries to their defense, I do think this game is close, but Buffalo ultimately prevails. Those are your official picks. Enjoy the NFL weekend. Enjoy all the college basketball, NBA, NHL, whatever else fancies, uh, tickles your fancy, floats your boat. Uh, we'll be back. We will be back next week to talk about it all. Maybe we'll try and get Jeff Lloyd uh, from the Lockdown Browns podcast on at some point to preview the Senior Bowl, whenever that is, and um, you know just some of the other Shrine East West Shrine game coming up. So we'll get to all that here. Is it? Is it next week? Maybe. Is it the week after? Well, we'll figure it all out. We'll try and get Jeff on to talk some college prospects ahead of the NFL draft. He's so good at it, uh, great at what he does, great at what he knows, and so we'll get him on. But for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, for Travis, the birthday boy, I'm Nathan. Thanks so much for listening, not only to this week's podcast, but for all the weeks and months prior to it and the years as we, appre- uh, as we approach year 14. Nathan Stacken saying thank you. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.